Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So a couple of weekends ago, the Property Mentors team and I attended the Melbourne Property Expo where we had a big, beautiful booth. Um, it was actually quite hard to miss us. And all weekend, we were meeting people at all different stages of their investing journeys, which was so much fun. Um, and a big shout out to those who we met and are now listeners of the podcast. But during that time, I know I spoke to a handful of people, and I know the mentors also spoke to a number of people who were talking about wanting to get into investing with renovations and sort of flipping as their strategy. So renovating your home or your investments can be a really exciting project. Um, but as we've kind of mentioned in the past, it can also be really overwhelming it can be time consuming and it can be really costly if it's not done correctly. Um, And through talking to these people at the expo, I was kind of reminded that we've talked about or we've sort of touched on renovations several times in past episodes, but more so from the point of view of renovations as a strategy. So today I've got a very special guest joining me today to talk about it from the more sort of practical, more hands-on point of view and to really sort of paint a picture of what it takes to do a renovation successfully. His name is Owen Smith. Welcome to Investor Intelligence, Owen. Thanks very much, Phoebe. Thanks for having us. Of course. So, Owen, before we get into the sort of ins and outs of renovating, can you start off by telling me a bit more about you, your work, and what you specialise in? Uh, yep. So, I actually specialise in renovations. I'm a carpenter, uh, 42 years of age now. I've been a apprentice since I was 16, so I can't do the maths, but, uh, <laughs> but of course, uh, quite some decades Decades, yeah, decades now of in the industry. Um, my background is obviously carpentry, um, both domestic and commercial, um, and I've done also everything from being on the tools right up to project management. Um, I started my own company about three years ago, and I am now a DBU builder um, that uh, obviously specialises in renovations, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of what you've just said flipping i've done some properties for clients that have flipped their properties Mm -hmm. so it does resonate with myself yeah yeah definitely how important to you is it or in your opinion is it to have a clear renovation plan and timeline in place before even starting the project on an investment property it's very important um the better you plan the process the more cost effective it will be Mm -hmm. if you don't have a clear-cut vision and a clear-cut plan it can get out of control very easily yeah Um, a lot of people don't know the steps of it and even yesterday I had a conversation with a client that wants to do an extension slash renovation um, and just what they've already done is completely wrong so Mm -hmm. it is um, quite imperative that you do plan 
as best you can mm. um, because the better you plan at the start, the smoother the project will transition right through from start to finish. Yeah, the less surprises there are along the way. 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've got you here today to talk about the right and wrong ways to do a renovation. Um, so what are some of the most important initial things that people should do to ensure that their renovation is successful? Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know, legality-wise, you do need a licensed builder to do a renovation. As far as in Victoria, um, anything over uh, $10,000 should be done by a uh, licensed builder. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything over $16,000 in value needs to have builder's warranty insurance. People don't realise that, so they go get into it straight away. The problem is if you don't have a registered builder, um, when you go to sell that property, and that's what investors are doing, they're mm. obviously flipping, they're going to sell, that investor has to have um, builder's warranty insurance with that product. Okay. So, for instance, when they do a renovation, if they go to sell it within seven years of that renovation, they need to warrant the work. Now, if they don't have it done by a registered builder, they personally need to have builder's warranty insurance. Mm-hmm. To get builder's warranty insurance... They have to pay for it, but they have to have the work checked off by a building inspector. Okay. And it's called a 137B inspection. Mm. So first of all, get a licensed builder on board. But before you do that, I recommend getting a draftsman or an architect to draw up your plans. Okay. Because most renovations will have a structural element in them, be it taking out a load-bearing wall of, of some sort of nature like that. Mm-hmm. And any time you have anything structural in your taking out, you've obviously got to have a building permit, engineer drawings. Engineer drawings come from a draftsman or an architect. Mm-hmm. Like, all, that all inter, interlinks. So you've got to have... So the first protocol is to get in touch with a draftsman or an architect, get some plans drawn up, um, get them drawn up properly, mm-hmm. and then you can engage a builder to price up off those plans. Because mm. I think, I feel like a lot of people would try and cut corners with renovations and they might just go to their mate who's a who's a builder but m- might not be a licensed builder. Do you find that's 100%. common? Yeah. Yeah. And the problem with that is like touching on that builder's warranty insurance, the mate around the corner that is not a licensed builder that's been doing it 30 odd years, which is fine because mm-hmm. he's probably got the experience but he doesn't have the license. Um, he can't then put builder's warranty insurance on it. Yeah. So when okay. it comes time to, especially in what you're talking about in flipping property, mm. you need to have that builder's warranty insurance. The reason being is a vendor can back out at any time if they don't have, um, if you've done renovations in the last seven years that have over the total, and this is a total of $16,000, yep. the vendor can back out with no, like, they can completely just back just the out. Drop of the hat, yeah. A drop of a yeah, hat. Yeah. If they find out that the renovations have been done, so if you disclose it to your conveyancer, if you if you disclose it to your conveyancer that the renovation or totaling over sixteen thousand dollars in value within seven year period, and that's on the section thirty two, the vendor can back out at any time. Mm. So the work has to be done properly, and it has to be done properly by a licensed builder. Yeah. So I urge. As much as you want to do it with Tom around the corner, you may, <laughs> um, I urge not to. Um, spend that little bit more to get it done properly because at the end of the day, if someone doesn't do it properly, it's going to come back to bite harder later Yeah, 
yeah, so don't don't be uh, don't be stingy. In, yeah, don't and also don't be drawn into. Tom might be a really really good work. He might have done some fantastic work, but if he hasn't got that license, I think that's a really good point to make. I think that's something that a lot of people wouldn't know initially. And I think if yeah, if they know that from the start, that's going to save my whole lot of problems. So, yeah. so kind of speaking on um, you know the financials of it. So when setting a budget for a renovation, are there some ne- non-negotiable factors people should definitely not cut corners on? Yeah, um, for me, I would definitely say depends on if you if you're obviously you're you guys are the property mentors, and you're dealing with investors that are looking to flip. Um, so you can do a really nice product without having to go to the um, to the high end. Yeah. Um, but I would say that if you're looking at doing a whole property, I would say the areas that you really want to make sure that you get right are your bathrooms. Um, make sure that your waterproofing's done properly. Mm-hmm. So all the fundamental and anything structural, don't cut corners on structural. Don't cut corners on. Um, the fundamentals of building, and that is, or renovating, and that is, uh, for instance, you know, structural beams, columns, mm. um, taking out load-bearing walls, uh, waterproofing, all these areas that will potentially get you unstuck. Yeah. Um, don't cut corners in those areas. Mm. Um, and with budgets, I always had a clients like renovations, like I quote very, very, um, I scope my jobs very uh, methodically mm-hmm. and comprehensively. Mm-hmm. The reason being is I don't like to go back to my clients for variations. The only time I go back to my clients for variations would be as if it's something I can't see. Okay. So when we start the job, we get into it and there might be termite written uh, wall members or, or floor members and we have to replace them. Um, but when you budget, budget for an extra 10% on top. Yeah. So if your budget's... One fifty, one sixty. Put another ten percent on mm-hmm. top just for contingency. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And like, if you do cut corners with those things at the start, chances are you're just going to end up paying more down the track. So yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the best way to yep. to inspire someone to not cut those corners. So conversely, are there any cost-effective ways to ensure that you are adding the most value value to your property? I think it all depends on what you're trying to achieve in in the renovation. If it's if it's a renovation for life, mm-hmm. um, I recommend doing more because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, to go back two or three years down the track and to redo it, oh, now I want a water point for the fridge because mm-hmm. I want a new fridge or now I want this added or that added. Um, so try and think, I always say to my clients, try and think of not just what you want now, mm-hmm. but what you want in one, two, three years time. Because chances are that you don't want it now. You say, no, no, I don't want it now. Mm. I've seen it many times. Clients go, no, Owen, I don't want it. I'm dead in stone, like set in concrete. I do not want that. And then halfway through the renovation, they go, oh, I actually do want it. Um, (laughs) And then that's a variation. that, Like we've captured it so we can do it in the renovation. Obviously, it costs more money, but to... To do it after the fact and the, a couple of years down the track, it costs more money. Yeah, yeah. And a lot more money. So always think methodically about what you want. Um, make sure you, you're putting into your innovation everything that you want at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes back to your planning. No, I think that's a fantastic answer. So like really thinking long term and obviously your answers and these questions and your answers aren't going to be applicable to absolutely everyone it's yep. it's a bit more of a of yep. a general chat but I, I think that's fantastic advice that anyone could take on I really want to ask 
Has the way that people go about renovations changed because of popular TV shows like The Block? Because um, I find a lot of – I talk to a lot of people who watch that show and they're like, oh, that looks fun. It's like, does it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I wouldn't be on the block if you pay me a million dollars. Although maybe, maybe. But, uh, yeah. but um, no, nah, look, um, the block. Yeah, I'd love to know how they do a bathroom in a week. Mm. Um, I don't. I really just don't know how they do it. I mm. don't think. Anyway, we'll leave that alone. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but in saying that, um, yeah, I think a lot of people. There are certain clients that I've come, I've worked for in the last 12, 12 months and two years, that do think they know everything because they've watched a TV uh, show. Mm. Um, so, and you have to educate clients. And I, even for clients that think they know everything or don't know anything, mm. it's all about education. So for me, I like to inform my clients how things work. I, I work very closely with my clients from the word, from the, from the very start. Like yeah. even yesterday I had a phone call with a client that um, I spent half an hour on the phone with. I, I have never met him. Um, he's had two quotes already from builders um, for ridiculous money. Um, but once again, he hasn't started the process right. Um, so I steered him in the right direction. And I, that's where I, I think I like to take some time with my clients. Mm. Don't rush the process because it is a lot of money and it is um, renovating isn't fun. Um, there's a lot of dust, there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of <laughs> sometimes tears. It's not as glamorous as the block no, makes it look, no. yeah. <laughs> um, there, but there is, I will guarantee that there is tears involved, um, <laughs> sometimes my tears. <laughs> I appreciate that um, honesty, yeah. So, no, no, no. But, yeah, so there is, uh, there is a lot of stress involved. So the better you plan it, the more you plan the process, the more that you take your time with it, don't rush it. Mm. I've got clients that I'm quoting at the moment, or I've quoted already, and I've been working with them um, for the last six months. And I'm right on the cusp of hopefully getting them to sign up, but it's a like, that's a six-month process mm. from the time that we got drawings done up to quote, to scoping, to quoting, and now hopefully sign up the contracts. Mm. So it's not an overnight um, thing, mm. and so just take your time. Um, it's not a, a five-minute uh, exercise to renovate a property. Yeah, and I think sometimes that might be one of the reasons people are drawn to it is because they like the you know even the word flip. It sounds like yep. it's a quick process, but yep. like, and it can be done. Look, flipping there's flipping and there's flipping. If you want to do things right and properly, hundred mm. percent, you can slap some paint on a wall. Um, you can you know change your countertops or bench tops on a kitchen or your fronts. Um, you can do some tiling. You know you can flip effectively um, or make it look effectively. Mm. Um, but behind you know someone that knows if, if a potential buyer that comes into that property knows anything about construction, they'll see holes in that flip real quick. Yeah. Um, I don't personally like to do that mm. because I like to do things properly from the start. Yeah. Um, some guys, some builders um, like to just cut corners and do it real quick. Yeah. Um, and some clients obviously love that mm. from a price perspective, but um, just make sure that whatever's done is done properly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we're big on um, slow and steady wins the race for, yeah. for most things here. So kind of just going off that actually what are some of the key factors to consider when choosing a contractor or a tradesperson for a renovation project and then kind of going off that again what are some of the risks of going with say the cheapest or the most convenient yep um i always say go with your stomach mm-hmm. it's the same with me and my uh, personally i 
I work with clients that I get a good feeling from. Yeah. If I get a gut feeling that that client's uh, going to be extremely hard or difficult for various reasons, I err with caution. It's the same with picking a, a builder um, or a contractor. Make sure that you have a good gut feeling. Mm. Um, you also ask to see their licenses. So see their DBU, um, which is Domestic Building Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're doing... Or there are different building licenses out there. There's DBLs, which is limited licenses. They're for bathroom, kitchens, laundries, mm-hmm. concreting. They're, they're segmented down. So whatever work you're doing, make sure that the license, the, if you're doing a, let's just say you're re-concreting your driveway, that the person doing your driveway has a DBL um, for concreting. So domestic builders limited mm-hmm. concreting license. Bathrooms, same thing. If you're doing a whole property renovation, it will fall under most likely a DBU. Mm-hmm. And then obviously make sure that you see their license and their insurances, that they've got public liability, they've got builder's warranty insurance and all those. So the insurances and the licenses, make sure that you, you cite before. Mm-hmm. Um, that should also be seen in the contract. When when it comes to contract stage and they do you do your contracts with your client, um, the client should be seeing all those licenses mm. um, before they sign up. Um, if you don't, if you go with Tom down the road and you know you want to cut corners, well, at the end of the day, and it's and I've had clients that have gone the cheap option and they've come back to me and gone, I wish we'd spent the extra <laughs> twenty grand yeah. for, for this renovation and come come to you because it was a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, it's like anything. The old saying is you get what you pay for. Oh. So that's one that we recycle quite often as well. Yeah, so, so yeah. do you find it's always um, beneficial to always get a second opinion or even a third opinion when you're going into this stuff? Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm a big believer that I think two or three quotes is enough. Yeah. I've spoken to people in the last six months that have gone out and got six, seven quotes. Now, and everyone's saying the same thing. Very cautious, it's yeah. Like, which is fine because mm. at the end of the money, renovation, like if you're going to do a reno, a big reno, you know, it's a couple hundred thousand minimum. It's not chump change for some people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, by all means, do your homework. But I think when you're getting up to six and seven quotes for various builders, it's – and they're all saying the same thing. That's telling you that it's all going to be the same price. Mm. So – for me, I, I say to clients, look, go out, get two or three quotes. Two or three quotes is more than more than enough to do your due diligence to make sure that you're getting value for money, mm. you're getting the right advice. Um, and at the end of the day, if you get two or three quotes, you're going to end up going with – sometimes you won't always go with the best price. I've had clients sign up this year with me on the proviso or on the feeling that they got the best, like I gave them the best service from work, yeah, from yeah. the word go. So it's all about coming back to your gut feeling. Who offers you the best service? I think that service this day and age is under, like not ever, I offer a high level service. So if mm. you want to come with me, I will offer you the best level service. Like, you know, I have people text me at 9, 9.30 at night and I text them back, mm, you know. Mm. So where some people just buy want to buy a price. Now, if you want to buy a price, that's fine. But be, be warned that you're yeah. going to end up potentially costing yourself more down the track mm. and you're going to have nightmares. And when you think about it, if you come off side with your builder and you, and you have a dispute, they just stop work. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then everything stalls. Mm. So you want to have a good relationship with your builder. Yeah, and you're working with them for a significant amount of time as well. You probably yep. want to put up with them. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I mean, most of my projects, um, last year I, I had uh, five or six clients that were 12 months, you know, from start to finish. So first they started with the bathroom, then they did the kitchen, then they mm. did, you know, it was a step-by-step because that's the way they wanted to do it. And that's fine. But, yeah, it was a 12-month process. Now, mm-hmm. the the relationship at the end of the 12 months was just as good as it was at the start. It was actually better. Um, so if you – yeah, it's all about building that um, rapport, mm-hmm. making sure that you go with someone. So I, I don't pers- – I personally think two or three quotes is enough. Um, make sure you get a good gut feeling. The price – because some builders will lowball, yeah. as in – give you a low price and then they'll hit you with variations afterwards Mm. where you make sure that when you read the contract or the scope of works everything's included um, and that they're not going to come back so I do the opposite I go right this is the hamburger with a lot I've catered for everything I'm not going to come back to you for variations um, unless it's an unforeseen issue that I I haven't been able to see yeah so so it's very important. I think just two or three quotes is enough. Yeah. Do you think someone going for six or seven quotes is maybe a sign of that they're not quite ready to do a renovation? 100%. Um, yeah. And even yesterday, that client I was speaking about before that has already engaged two builders, he's already down the wrong path. He has no drawings. Um, and that's why the builders have probably just thrown stupid money at him because they don't even know what they're quoting. Right. Um, so, But he's been looking at this for 10 years. So he's still... I think he's now at a point where he's ready, but he hasn't been ready for a long time. Right. So make sure when you engage a builder, you are ready. You know, and even if you don't know the process, ask the builder the process. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and they'll tell you the process as well. Yeah. So, Owen, what would be your final piece of advice for people who are considering renovating, whether that's for someone uh, wanting to do a flip or for an investment property or even for their own house? Plan, plan, and plan. Mm, mm-hmm. Plan it out. Plan your budget. Plan your timelines. Um, how long? Most likely, you're going to have to move out. Mm. Um, so, plan where you're going to go. How long you can afford to be out of that house for? Or if you're going to flip, when you want to flip? When the market's right to sell? Mm. So, my one piece of advice is plan it. Plan your budget. Yeah. Plan everything around it. Yep. I think that's a fantastic bit of advice for sure. So anything you want to add before we wrap up or like where can people find you? Uh, Yeah, so I'm contactable uh, on Instagram. Um, My Instagram and my Facebook is Ready. N-O-B-L-E-A-M-O-R-R-E-A-D-Y. So Ready. if you just punch that into those search engines, you'll be able to find me. Um, also, I have a website, not that it's very good, but uh, my website <laughs> will send you to those links as well, but my website is www.noblemore.com.au um, or you can email me at owen at noblemore.com.au. So I'll make sure that I add that to the, the show notes for everyone who's wanting to reach out to you. Thank you very much. Um, and just uh, just one more thing. Um, I'm a big, uh, big advocate Every November, I do Movember mm-hmm. um, to raise funds for men's health awareness, um, be it uh, prostate cancer. There's about a thousand, uh, 1,200 different charities that Movember raise money for. I've been doing it now three years, and um, 
if you go into my, uh, I think you, you might have even seen some of my crazy haircuts. I have, like, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I up the ante. I, if I reach my certain fundraising targets, I do a stupid haircut for the month of December. <laughs> I have to hold it for the month of December, <laughs> which uh, pretty much means that I'm bald up until February. Thanks <laughs> uh, for a good story as and well. I'm you know? si- and I'm pretty much single. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend disowns me uh, during that time. So... But uh, getting back to the serious part of it, I, I raise money for Movember. Um, so if you listen to this podcast around the month of um, October, November, December, I'm always looking to raise money. Um, if you get onto Movember.com and you look up Owen Smith, um, I'm the attractive one with red hair. I'm only joking. <laughs> but yeah, um, there are a few Owen Smiths floating around But um, on the website. But, uh, yeah, definitely donate to my cause um, or to my fundraising or just in general get out and donate to Movember in general. That would be a great um, great way to help men's health awareness. That's amazing. I think once it comes to sort of October, November, we'll, um, we'll definitely put out some posts to, so that people can reach out to you again. Awesome, thank you. But oh, that's amazing work you do. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to learn from you. No worries. Thanks very much. Cheers. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.